Each week, Invest Talk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for winning investment research. And the answer is Y Charts. Quality data with easy to use tools. You can start your free trial today. And if you purchase during the month of June, you'll get 14 months of Y Charts for the price of 12, plus a free subscription to the KPP Premium Newsletter. Subscribe now go.ycharts.com slash investtalk. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Friday. Welcome to Invest Talk on Friday, at least. June 7th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today, as I do every day. And of course, I want you to give me a call and ask your financial questions. That's that's what the show is all about, to help you achieve that goal we all want, and that's financial freedom. And that means you ask questions, financial questions, and anything to do with the stock market or anything financial, I'll be happy to talk about. So give me a call. Number is always the same, 888-99-CHART. You don't, you're the one that tries the program, not me. I have things I'll talk about, you know, and I have plenty of stuff to talk about, but I don't like to be the one, just the only one guiding the show. I will, I will guide it, but I want you to be part of it. And that means you have to ask questions. If you don't, I'll, I'll talk about what I think is important, but I think it's important is what's on your mind. So, Give me a call. We want to talk about whatever's on your your mind. You know, I have a philosophy of independent thinking, shared success. So I want to share it with you. You know, we everybody has their own ideas. And there's, you know, I talked to somebody today and they asked me about their idea of a certain strategy. And I said, you know, every strategy has valid points, but some strategies don't. But if you're, you know, you should try your strategy. If it makes sense and you you understand what you're doing, try it. Try the strategy, okay? Um, but make sure that you understand what's happening. You need to understand the economic cycle that we're in and what part of that economic cycle that we are. You don't have to be an expert. I'm not suggesting that. You have to understand how stocks are priced, what makes them go up and down. Long-term, stocks go up when their earnings go up. That's basically the, a fact. Long-term, stocks go up when their earnings go up. Now, short-term or even intermediate term, they could be under pressure down. Doesn't mean they're a bad company. Doesn't mean you shouldn't own it. It just means that they are under pressure for some reason or another. You, your job is to understand why that happens and what is the value of the stock. How do you determine that? Those kinds of things is your job. And the strategy that you implement for you has to fit with the reality that we're dealing with. So today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you achieve that financial freedom, to get on that path. And we'll do it together, one step at a time. Now, our, our anytime listening line number is now open. I'm taking calls. We're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. The number is 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. Okay? Now, my main talking point today. It concerns a question. 
Could your retirement be too heavily invested in equities? It's a research piece that is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, it says that workers as young as 35 years old should have no more than 70% invested in equities. Hmm, that's pretty young. And shouldn't it be fully invested? So that's very different than what is the, I don't know, the conventional wisdom out there. If you're 35, you should be in the market. But they take into other factors that no one's taken in consideration before when talking about this. And that's what's going to be our main talking point today. And since it's Friday, I will be sharing some of the experts from, excerpts from my KPP Premium Newsletter. And how did the market do today? Well, <clears throat> we've had now, what, three big days in a row, really. is up. Uh, Dow is up 263 points. The Nasdaq up 126 and the Dow, and S&P up 30. Remember, the market fell one day 500 points on the Dow. Monday. We've made all that up. So, uh, now, of course, we haven't made all the down market for May. May was down pretty much the whole month was down all the whole month. <clears throat> but June is not as bad for the first week. Seems to be up a little bit. Pretty volatile, though. Well, that's really something you should be recognized as the volatility. So I think we're going to continue to see that volatility. Now, um, I'm going to talk about consumer credit that spiked. Spending. You know, you have the consumer sentiment number and there's, you know, that talks about how the consumer feels. But I like to look at what they're actually doing. That's so we're going to look at the consumer credit when they mean what they borrowed. Credit cards, borrowing. We're in the you know flipping houses. You know how popular it has been. It is at a nine-year high. The rate is a nine-year high. So is that good news for the market, or not? Is that bad news? And I want to talk about value stocks trading at their steepest discount ever compared to gross stocks. And that's according to J.P. Morgan. So what does that tell us or what does that mean? So those are the things we're going to discuss today, everybody. Um, but of course, you come first, as you always do. You will come first. Um, let's see. And, you know, always, you can call me anytime. Anytime on a listener line number is 888-99-CHART. And here's a call that came in earlier. Hello, guys. This is Kevin from Virginia. I really enjoy the show, and I'd like to get your opinion on Nina Paper. Symbol is NP. It's a specialty paper manufacturer. Thank you. Okay. Manufactures premium papers and technical products for commercial and corporate markets. It's a $1 billion company, just a little bit over a billion dollar size. So that's, you know, it's a small cap, but it's, you know, it's okay. They have made money. It made money year after year after year for the last eight years. As far as my data goes here, what I'm looking at. They're, they pay a dividend of 3%. The P.E. ratio is right now 19. They're going to make $4.14 next year, and it's a $60 stock. So you're looking at a P.E. ratio, even looking going forward, at about 19. The five-year range is 13 to 25, so it's not cheap. It's not expensive, but it's not cheap. My concern is just recent two-quarter sales have fallen. Uh, in the fourth quarter, the the fourth, December quarter of 2018, it fell 1%. And then the first quarter of 2019, it sales fell 10%. Before that, sales were growing between 5 and 10% per quarter on average. So now, 
But that means that, of course, as you probably can guess, the stock has went from $70 back in February. Now it's $60, when as low as 57 It looks like a technical chart. It looks like it put a bottom right at 57 then bounced back up to 60 That looks like a, a fairly strong support area, around $57 on a chart. But it is fairly valued. I don't think you could expect much more from it than what it is than now. I just don't. It has a good cash flow, $5.69. And return equity is decent at 15 But, you know, there's no there's no sales growth. And this, if it's a paper manufacturer, my gut feeling, I have to see, I have to learn more about it. My gut feeling is it's very cyclical. And that means if the economy is slowing, this would slow too. And it kind of bears out in the fact that the last two quarters, the sales have fallen a little bit. So I don't know. I would not be a buyer at this point, simply because there's not enough um, value in it. Just not. Okay. This is Invest Talk, and we already finished the first trading week of June, and you might feel the urgent need to get your portfolio in shape and do it now. But don't worry. Don't worry about it. You're not going to be in this alone. I'll help you. At Invest Talk and KPP Financial, we want to help you. We want to help you reach your goal, your financial freedom goal. We all want that. So please feel free to contact me or Justin anytime at KPP Financial in Irvine, California. And now I'm taking your financial investment questions live, 888-99-CHART. Well, the first week of June has shown great promise for investors, but who really knows what's coming next? And you've got a portfolio to protect, right? That means you'll need the unbiased guidance heard right here on InvestTalk. So be part of the process. Step up with your finance and investment questions now. Steve Peasley is here, and he's ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Nick in Whittier, California. How are you doing, Nick? Oh, it's Rick. Oh, Rick, I'm sorry. It's Rick. <laughs> That's okay. Hi, Steve. Uh, I want to with an F. Is that with an F? Is that with an F? No, it's with an R. As in Frank? R I. Oh, Rick. Rick. Got it. Sorry, Rick. Okay, what about 3M? Uh, I wanted to get your take on 3M. Uh, you know, it's kind of like dipped down. Uh, I mm -hmm. see that it has, yeah. well, on Finviz, they've got a Ford PE of about almost 16. They're pretty accurate. With that, with their yep, board, they TV. are. I like Finviz. Finviz like is a great website. Companies, but that may seem high for I'm most sorry. companies, but 3M, I think, uh, uh, in the last past five years, uh, actually they've traded higher at about 17 is the average for the low. Just want to That's get right. your take. I think you, you've stated it pretty accurately. 3M, everybody, provides industrial tapes, adhesives, medical and office products, surveillance and communication products. It's one of those bluest of the blue chip kind of stocks. It's a 97, 96, 97, 96 million, billion dollar market cap, so it's very large. And they have consistently grown their earnings every year for forever, for a decade or more. Uh, 
pays a 3.5% dividend. And Rick is absolutely right. Uh, its low range of its PE is 16, and that's what it's trading at right now. So it's very good. Return on equity is 56%. Now, they do have debt, so that means the return on equity usually boosts, but that's pretty high. It is cyclical, Rick. That's a nice so dividend. So if the economy is, yeah, 3.5%. That's a pretty nice dividend. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Regarding, so I the, think the, regarding I th- the chart, what do you think? Is now a good time to buy it or wait? Or I, 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 or I think, think it's at a good a price. Well, I think it's at a good price. Let me take a, let me take a, I'm looking at a one year chart. Let me go to a longer chart and see if I can see something different. Um, yeah, see, yeah, you have to go to a longer chart and it has a lot of support about at 155, 155. Remember, it's at 166 now. So it got down to that 160 area and bounced. So, I think you could buy it here, and if it breaks below 155, probably that'd be your out. You know, you're st- be stopped out at. Uh-huh. But this is one of those companies you would buy and just put it in your portfolio, and you can ignore it for 10 years, and it'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Appreciate the call. Right, good stock. 3M. Thanks. 3M. I think that's a really good blue chip. You know, you have you want core holdings in your portfolio. Those core holdings are like 3M. Johnson and Johnson, Exxon Mobil. Um, she's, you know, there's a ton of them out there. But these are all core holdings. Boeing. You buy them when you think they're inexpensive. Best time to buy them, of course, is in a recession. But you know, we've hadn't had a recession in ten years. But we are in going. We're overdue. I just don't know if it's going to happen. And if we do have one, I, I, my, I really think if we do, if it's going to happen the next year or two, I think it's going to be short and shallow because there's no really fundamental reason for us to have a recession other than if the consumer gets scared. Scared of, you might ask me, okay, uh, you might ask, you know, scared of what? Scared of what? Well, how about, you know, just frightened by the tariffs, frightened by, uh, you know, today a Russian uh, military boat got very close to our military boat. Something that you can't predict can happen. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Your, my number is 888 chart. We're going to have to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Serious investors should make note of two fast-approaching dates. First, June 12th. Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose to conduct his no-cost portfolio reviews. And then, on June 22nd, Steve and Justin Klein will be leading the two-hour Talk Wealth Conference in Irvine, California. If possible, you should plan to take advantage of these two potential wealth-building events. You can learn more and register now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 
And, of course, we've got to talk about the jobs report that came out this morning. Uh, according to the Labor Department, the U.S. economy added 75,000 jobs in May. And that was a pretty significant pullback of the 224,000 jobs produced in April. They expected like 180,000. We only got 75. And you should probably ask, well, how come the market went up then? I mean, that was a big disappointment. Well, the unemployment rate didn't change. Still low as in 50 years. And they also revised the last couple of months down 75,000 jobs. So they only produced 75,000 in May, and they reduced the March and April's down by 75,000. Why is that? Now, you if you've listened to the show for a long time, you probably know why. The market is the market looks forward, right? It doesn't look at today's. Once that number came out, the market looks forward and it says, oh, that supports the Federal Reserve's talk about reducing interest rates. So the market likes that reduction of interest rates. If it was like 300,000 jobs, the market may have sold off because that would not support the Federal Reserve reducing interest rates. When the Federal Reserve reduced interest rates, the market, the, the market investors, participants, or traders, when they, they always think ahead and what is the Fed going to do? If they lower interest rates, that will boost the economy. It's slow now, but maybe in the future, in the next few months, it'll be, see, that's how the thinking is. Now, it's convoluted and it's confusing, but you have to understand how that market works. Okay, so it tells us clearly that the economy is slowing down. That's for sure. Okay, so that's okay. We under we understood it was already slowing down. I've been telling you it's been slowing down. I've told you since last summer that we're starting to see a few cracks, a few cracks in the economy. Nothing major, and even today, there's nothing major is happening that we don't have to, we had to worry about. Gold was up again, like wow, that's like five days in a row. Oil was. Uh, at $52.72 a barrel, that's pretty low going into the summer. Usually oil goes up during the summer. It's going down. The 10-year treasury yield, 2.06. That's near a 20-month low. We're always worried about the inversion of the yield, right? The dollar has dropped up pretty hard, and that was one of the reasons why gold is going up. Dollar goes down, gold goes up in value. It takes more dollars to buy gold, an ounce of gold. So that's just an indication or a further indication that the economic expansion is slowing. You realize by the end of this summer that it'd be 10 years of an expanding economy that'd be the longest one in history. 10 straight years without a bump in, in a recession, without two quarters. Okay, and you know they've been keeping records of this since 1850. 1850, so it goes back pretty far. I did see this on the big five tech stocks. The FANG, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. The FANG stocks, okay, which, you know, drove the market last year. I mean, if you didn't have the FANG stocks, you didn't do anything last year. Um, All started the day higher today. So that was interesting. Walmart said it's going to get into home delivery business. Now, forget about the last mile phrase. You know how the Amazon, well, the last mile is hard. Walmart is taking it a little bit further than that. They're going to go the last few inches. Matter of fact, they're, not, they're, it's, they're going into your house. 
The retail giant announced today that it will deliver groceries not just to customers' homes, but into their refrigerator, even when the customers are not home. Now, I think about that for a minute. <laughs> to some people, that might freak people out, right? But what about, think about, because of the privacy issues, right? But what about senior citizens or somebody with mobility problems? How about moms that have to work and you got to put the milk in the refrigerator? So they're not just, you know, going to send any Joe Schmo to your house. Okay, this, this, this is going to launch in March. Uh, let's see, what does it say? March, in the fall, in three places, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Vero Beach as a test, right? So what they're going to be, the grocery is going to be delivered by long-term employees at Walmart who go through an extensive training program and are vetted through background checks and motor vehicle records, all verified. They, they will gain entry into your house through a smart entry technology and wear a camera so you, the customer, can watch them remotely if you want to. So, interesting, huh? I think that's, I, I kind of like that idea to some extent for certain people. I do. So anyway, you're listening to Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And I want you to be aware of our coming financial event in Southern California. We are going to have an Best Talk Wealth Conference, everybody. Two-hour live event, Saturday, June 22nd, Irvine, California, in our, in our building. Uh, so please make plans. Join us June 22nd from 9 to 11, Irvine. To learn more and purchase tickets, go to investtalk.com and Best Talk with two Ts. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART. Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments, responsibilities, obligations. Sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm, that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. I'm very curious to see what your opinion is on Urban Outfitters, U-R-B-N. It got pretty pretty whack today due to, I believe, their earnings came out. Um, but from what I could see about the company, everything, their valuation, their finance outlook, I mean, everything looks pretty good. The only bad feature I could see is that it's in the retail sector, and obviously we know about that. 
But I'm interested to see if you think it's worth at least watching, worth a buy. Um, I wouldn't want to catch a falling knife, but I would like to hear your output. Thank you very much. Bye. I like retailers. If you're going to buy something like uh, an Urban Outfitters, which, by the way, is a $2.4 billion company. It's a 620 stores. You know, in North America or Europe, uh, they make great money. They've earned consistent money growing up. The big year was last year, 2019. This year, they only make two dollars. They made two dollars and seventy-five cents last year per share. They made two dollars and seventy-five cents, and that was their best year. This year, they're going to make two forty-two. Next year, two sixty-nine. It's a twenty-three dollar stock. So it's telling you, it's selling at between eight and nine PE. Turn equity is twenty-two. So it's really good value. But I don't like to buy these stocks. They're very cyclical, these these clothing outfit stores. Very cyclical. And you gotta make sure that they have a solution for, you know, Amazon to defeat Amazon. And it looks like the earnings are doing well, and sales are still going up, but the sales are the sales growth is slowing a bit. But I do think it's a great value. Now yeah, I would not buy one of these companies now. I, I would rather wait till the depth of depths of summer. That's usually when they're weakest, and their strongest, of course, is the holiday season. So if you're going to buy something like this, don't be in a big rush. No need to be in a big rush. But it is a good value. It's a good solid company. It doesn't pay a dividend. Urban Outfitters, everybody. U R B N is the symbol. Urban Outfitters have good numbers. Really good numbers. Okay, Michael is Los Angeles. How you doing, Michael? Good. How are you? Huge fan of your show, podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to call you about um, Beyond Me. Everyone's been talking about it, of course. Um, and yep. uh, mm-hmm. I was curious uh, if you think maybe selling short, um, selling them short. I don't know if it's the greatest time right now, uh, but is that a possible? play that you would take personally actually uh, yes it would be now let's talk about beyond meat again a little bit it's an ipo that just came out in may i mean it's a brand new ipo and it it more than doubled in price it's like a super very good ipo and it had a, it spiked up today almost 40 percent. i mean come on yes yeah, okay now this is the problem it's a 138 dollar stock and it's not going to make money this year, not going to make money next year, and it probably won't make money in the year after. However, they're in this, they manufacture markets and sells plant-based meat products in the United States and internationally. And that market is growing very fast. It's a $40 billion market now. It's going to be 140 in 10 years. Their sales growth is a 200% last quarter, 175% a quarter before that, 180% a quarter before that. And that's why that sales growth is so huge. That's why everybody's so excited about it. But they're not going to make any money. So at some point, uh, Michael, this stock will fall back down to a normal earth level. I just can't tell you from what height. You might want to wait for some weakness to appear in the stock price before you decide to short it. For some weakness. You know, something that you don't want to catch it while it's... It's the opposite of you never want to catch a fallen knife to buy long. The same thing. You never want to catch a sky a rocket ship when it's still rocketing up. 
And that's what this one is doing. You don't want to short a, a stock that's rocketing up. You don't, you don't want to wait till it you know runs out of fuel there a little bit and start coming back down to earth. Okay, and that's when you short it. Good, good. Though that's a good thought, Michael. I really think that's a, a thoughtful. Uh, makes sense to me. It does make sense to me. It's just too expensive right now. My main talking point today concerns this question: Could your retirement portfolio be too heavily invested in equities? And it was a, it was a, it was a survey. It was a, I don't know, uh, I don't, it wasn't a survey, but more of a study. A study by what was the name of the company? Pretty well respected company. Okay. And what it said, it said that people as young as 35 shouldn't have more than 70% in equities. And that goes directly against the, uh, uh, the, the general wisdom that a young person should be fully in the market. And what they took in consideration was not just the portfolio performance, because if you just concentrate on performance, a 35-year-old should be in the market and not worry about anything else. But they said, they, in their study, says that's not real life. Real life happens. And what in real life what happens is some people, we go into recessions and some people get laid off and fired. And if they're fully in the market, you know, the recession happens and the market, their, their portfolios get squished. They then have to dip into it because they may have to spend some of that money to survive. And they're dipping into it at the very wrong time where, therefore, you shouldn't have been fully invested. So it wouldn't have crashed so much. That's the kind of the, the, the thinking in this study. Okay, you got to consider the uh, uh, kind of a holistic view of the entire, not just the person, but the real life economy as time goes by. Okay, maybe that's true. That might be true. But if you're just talking about purely investments, when you're 35, you should be pretty aggressive. Now, they're saying that maybe they can't. You can't be aggressive 100% because life happens and... You know, they have a valid point about that. They do. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. So I think it's safe to assume that you're serious about investing and you want to grow your wealth. Well, doesn't that, that's great. Everybody wants to do that, right? But of course, as you make your investment choices, there always be a bit of fear, always. There, you've got fear and greed. When you invest all your money in the market, there's some fear that I've lost. There is. So the question is, is how much risk you're taking? Just like this study we're talking about, how much risk do you really want to take? How much risk can you tolerate? That's kind of what this study said. How much risk can someone tolerate? Well, you have to learn how to measure that. We have tools for that. We, Invest Talk, KPP Financial, have tools for that. Tools for that. Free online tool, investtalk.com. That's where it is, free online tool that measures risk. It's called Riskalyze. It's a risk questionnaire. It's short. It's not hard. You can check it out. You can go take a quick, take, a, take the little test quickly and calibrate your risk tolerance. And then you could figure out, and I'm going to, I get that, right? I get that in the email automatically to me. And then I send you information about that level of risk you're taking. And we can even put your portfolio in the software. and It gives, it gives a... Um, a risk score on the portfolio you have. Anyways, time to give me a call. Your questions come first, 888-99-CHART. 
Do you have questions about FDIC security, mortgages, money market funds, losses to your retirement plans? Give us a call today, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Newsletter goes out today, as it always does every Friday. We call it the KPP Premium Newsletter. And it goes to all subscribers and all our clients. Our clients get it for free. And, of course, the first section is market conditions. You know, I spend a lot of time writing this this newsletter up. So, you know, I, I think it's very valuable, too, for you. Today, I mentioned that we had a nice wild ride in the week for the Dow and the other NASDAQs being up and down, very volatile, and why it was so. You know, I mentioned, uh, I'm talking about the Fed and how they were hinting at lowering interest rates. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. The news took everyone by surprise that they were going to do that or thinking about doing that. And then, of course, you had this morning's jobs report, which was pretty disappointing, but the market still went up. Maybe because the White House was saying that um, they're not they're going to delay implementing any more Chinese tariffs. And they said that, you know, they maybe we're going to not implement tariffs at all in Mexico. You know, the market likes those kinds of things. So, just we're just experiencing a lot of volatility, and I think you need to accept that. So, the correction may not be over. We had a 10% correction on NASDAQ, about 7.5% on the S&P 500 for the month of May. But there's, there was really no reason to sell stocks. with just a correction. There still isn't a reason, really. Now, if we fall into a recession, which could happen anytime soon, that could happen. But there's only a signs of an economy softening, not collapsing or falling apart, or anything like that. In the portfolio management section, um, talking about I talked about corporations taking advantage of the very low interest rates, talking about debt and how that affects corporations and their stock price. You know the debt to equity ratio. You know what does that mean and what how you should look at it. Um, of course, I'll go into much de- greater detail on these things. I mean, you know, we just do. The stock ideas section, a large global tobacco company was in there today. Um, and I don't like to mention the name on the air because that's why we have the newsletter. But um, I also highlighted uh, an exploration and refining operation worldwide company today. Pays a 4% dividend. <clears throat> that was on the newsletter today. So, of course, and then there's the... Uh, the consumer watch, um, and I talked about airfares and when to buy them. When to buy an airline ticket? What's a good time? How many weeks before you take off, uh, or should you do it at all? Are we worried about it. Yes, there's an optimal time, by the way, for that. There is an optimal time. So, anyways, there's a myth about booking on booking a ticket on Tuesdays. That's not really, you know, it's not what you think it is. You don't. You know, and there's also a myth about uh, about um, nonstop. You can get some nonstops now that are just as cheap as the ones they have to stop over. You just gotta look for it. So, anyways, that was the newsletter. So, comes out every Friday. You can subscribe uh, to go to investtalk.com, and you'll see there's a button down there to subscribe if you're interested in it. And you don't, you know, you don't have to subscribe for a year or anything. You can do it on a month to just test it if you want. Okay, let's go to a caller now. 
because questions are always first. This one came in earlier at 888-99 chart. Hey, Stephen, Justin. I have a question about Nintendo, N-T-D-O-Y. I have a long position in them thinking, you know, at least three to five years I'd like to hold on to this. So far, it's been doing pretty well. I know that their new system, the Nintendo Switch, is doing well. And I know that their previous system did very poorly, which kind of dragged the stock down. But I was wondering if I could get a technical and fundamentals analysis of them uh, and get sort of your thoughts on a long-term perspective on them. Thanks so much. Okay, this is Nintendo, and of course, the Japanese maker of video game consoles, games, and accessories. The Nintendo 3DS XL and Wii and Wii systems. Um, kind of erratic in their sales, uh, and, and obviously because of holidays. So sales can be really weak or really strong. And the most recent quarter, it was down 2%. The Corby fell, that was up 30%. Because that was the Christmas quarter and this new right after the Christmas quarter. So that's how they can be very erratic. Um, then, you know, it's a $45 stock and it seems a little expensive to me. Uh, uh, they're going to make a dollar, they made a dollar 82 this year. And they, there's, I see that the, uh, there's a lot of questions about the earnings in the next couple of years because of the new game consoles coming out. So, I, uh, from a fundamental point of view, it seems a little expensive. From a technical point of view, it's right at a double top. I wouldn't buy it here. The double bottom it made was right around $32, $33. And it did that in February uh, as a second bottom. January bottom, uh, late December, early January. And then another bottom that tested that bottom in February. Then from that point, is, and that was at $30. $33 or so, and now it's a 45 You're too late, I think, to this. Um, uh, if it breaks above its old high that it made in October, which is where it is right now, it's right at that old high at $45, $46. If it breaks up to 47 then you could buy it, and now it's on a momentum stock. But, you know, it may find resistance in here and may go back to maybe halfway down to that bottom again. So I, I think I would not be in a big hurry to own this. The MACD, Moving Average Convergence Divergence, is telling me that it's getting close to a top. So I would not buy it right now. Okay? But there's nothing wrong with the company, but I don't know enough about the new video games coming out to really tell you, you know, much. I just don't. So I can't help you that much with it. Okay? Okay, privacy is a big issue, right? We talked about, you know, Apple and the new Apple software yesterday that they're trying to, you know, uh, protect data and protect your information. Well, apparently Android smartphones users are at risk. A new report claims that 80% of online retail and mobile apps are known to be leaking personal and sensitive data. So be very careful about that stuff, everybody. 80% are leaking data. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we present this program with five new shows each week, Monday through Friday. And it, it's broadcast live, uh, 4 to 5 Pacific time, and streamed live, for, live as well. Uh, um, I hope you will tell your friends about it, by the way, family members, and you can podcast it, download it, and do all that stuff. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. 
On the next Invest Talk, the data charts show that the market is terrible at predicting Federal Reserve interest rate moves. That story, Monday. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Zane in Seattle. How you doing, Zane? Pretty good. Hi, Steve. Um, so, I sold um, um, a covered call. I guess my Twitter shares. Strike price is $38. Uh-huh. And it closed uh-huh. just a little bit below that today. It expires today. And looking after hours, it's uh-huh. exactly at $38, which is the strike price. What's going to happen? Uh-huh. So it's after hours. Yes. Okay, and today is. Uh, it, it, so it expires today. Usually, options expire third Friday of every month. But you saying it expires today? Expire today? It says ex- expiration is June seven. Okay, so it expired today. So your after hours is meaningless to you as far as your option is concerned. It's only during the hours that okay. it can be exercised or not exercised. So it doesn't matter what happens after the market closed. Thanks for the call, Zane. So, um, 888-99-CHART. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did we already lose them? Okay. No problem. Consumer credit, consumer credit spiked today. Uh, April up 5.2% from being up 3.3% in March. That's $13 billion to $17.5 billion. So consumer credit, meaning people borrowing money either through the credit card or evolving credit uh, uh, debt or through auto or student loan debt. Now, the revolving debt went up 7.9%. And from the month before, it was actually down. Now, for March. So we're talking about April numbers. Auto and student debt was up 4.2%. What does this mean? It means that the consumer is spending money. As of then, for April, as of the month of April, the consumer was spending money. Now, did they change their mind in May? Because we don't have that number yet. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of old data. Now, May was a down month. I have a feeling they may have changed their mind a little bit. Why is this important? First of all, they use this number to compute GDP numbers. You know, that's part of the formulation here. So the first month of the second quarter was is going to look pretty good. The May quarter and this month's quarter, the two those two months, we don't know yet. But I like to know what the consumer is actually doing, not what they feel, because that consumer sentiment number is all about how they feel. And they can feel bad, they can feel good for very short-term reasons and doesn't necessarily affect their spending. So I thought... That was an interesting uh, data, piece of data. It's just old. I wish it was newer. That would make me feel better. CVS lost lost money last year, about $69 billion. Well, they didn't lose that much money. I'm sorry. They lost money because of the takeover of $69 billion of Aetna. They spent $69 billion, so that's why they lost money. And now CVS... It's going to convert or introduce what they call health hubs in 1,500 stores. So the CVS 
CBS Health Hub concept, and it's a trial in Houston, has done very, very well when they tried it out. So now they're going to roll it out to 1,500 of their stores. Now, is do you know how many stores they have? I mean, CBS has 9,900 stores. So it's 1,500 they're going to roll it out to. Um, so kind of an innovative idea, I think. I kind of like the idea. The Health Hub will offer medical testing, medical checkups, ongoing care, even yoga classes. Now, the CBS, Hub, CBS Hubs will focus on chronic illnesses. You know, that second segment represents about 90% of the healthcare services out there. So is this concept going to work? So CBS have been kind of trading down, you know, because of that huge debt and, you know, kind of overburdened them. But will this, if this concept takes off, which I think it very possibly could, Think about it. In all their CVS stores, you can go there and have services. And while you're there, you're going to shop. You're probably going to use their drug department, right? I kind of like, I kind of think it's a good idea. This will be interesting to watch, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Top program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. And please come back Monday. And I want you to have a great weekend, everybody. And listen to the podcast anytime on investtalk.com. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.